missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up. Thank you for joining. As always, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the downloads. I appreciate you guys reaching out to me and letting me know your thoughts of the show and things where we can improve. I'm I'm truly grateful and thankful for that, that you guys take the time to listen to this content because I do believe it is the next movement or the next wave of personal development and business on this podcast show though we do discuss entrepreneurship we talk about faith we talk about marketing and you know my favorite if you haven't figured it out by now it is personal development i am your humble host e d for all you smart and intelligent folks is just simply means ed now pull up to the dinner table i got some stories to tell The three impact secret values points that I want you to get out of today's show is point number one. Well, I should say value point number one is growth only happens when you go through the process. Value point number two, find other entrepreneurs that you can either work with or converse with. Value point number three, failure is just a perception. Failure is is just a perception. Today's episode is entitled, What if failure was the path to success? Would you fail to find out? What if failure was the path to success? Would you fail to find out? As you can see, I opened up today's show with the Michael Jordan. That's the Michael Jordan Nike commercial where he talked about some of his failures, some of the, the the incorrect decisions he's made within the game that he was playing. But I think one that really resonates with me as well is when I heard that commencement speech from Steve Jobs, I think it was around 2005, and I think it went something like this. He said, remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make big choices in life. Because almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear, all embarrassment or or failure, these things just fall in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. You're already naked. There's no reason not to follow your heart. You see, when you look at both of these things here with regards to what Jordan said and what Steve Jobs said, the there is no difference. Yes, the conversation is about what Steve Jobs is saying is continually to find what you want to do. And, and then while you're finding what you want to do, enjoy what you want to do, because life traps are the expectations of others. I said life traps are the expectations of others. So meaning that you don't go do or attempt something. I didn't say try. I said go do or attempt something is because of the fact of what your peers or family or friends or 
coworkers or something of that nature are going to say about you. But those who are bold enough and have the courage to do it will be successful and great. You know, as I was putting today's show together, I <laughs> I started, you know, my, my formula for when I put a show together is always first I start with the actual research to kind of back up what I am talking about. So that is more or less my framework. But that's but then the next step is putting together stories because stories resonate really well with people. I guarantee you um, a lot of these stories as as a young child, you remember that better than when people are just spewing a lot of data points and a lot of information at you. So I always try to find stories that are inspirational to me and things that I experience. And while I was putting this together, this show together about failure and, you know, failing your way almost to the top or just failing, period. I, I, I got to thinking of the time when we first started doing um, selling online as a, you know, basically a reseller and not really the first time I, I shouldn't say first time, but during our time selling on, and I just started thinking of all the things that's happened to us along the way and the things we're learning. And it was one time where I received a, a bad mark or a negative comment from a customer. And I I took that extremely personal, personal because I took it personal due to the fact that I am someone that over delivers when it comes to customer service because I believe that customer service, if you treat your customer well, you know, they will come back. Or as I've heard before, the most profitable uh, customer is not the customer that spends with you, but it is a repeat customer. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? So point I'm trying to make is, is that I always want to treat the customer as I would want to be treated going through the process. So anyway, I... Um, a customer purchases an item from us and ship the item off. And when I ship the item off, I shipped it in, in something what they call media mail. And I'll just for some context, media mail is, is, is really only served for like DVDs and, and movies and musics or, or CDs in a sense. And so I didn't know, I mean, it came up as one of my options to leverage. So I, I used it. And so I did. And when the, the customer went to go pick it up, they were charged the fee to in order for them to retrieve the item that we well, that we sent them. So I get a I get a, a, a email and saying, hey, uh, you said this was free shipping. Why did I get charged to pick this up? I said, well, send me the receipt because that shouldn't have happened, because even if I um even if I did ship it in the wrong box or however the shipping is, they would normally charge back the person that sent it. And that's happened to me before. Either they've charged something back to me and said, hey, you know, you need to pay for the shipping. Or I was credited because I overestimated how much I thought that the shipping was. So the customer sends me the note and says, hey, I was charged. I said, hey, send me the receipt. So she sent me a copy of, of the receipt. So I get the receipt and I said, oh, okay. I said, listen, let's just resolve this right now. 
Um, I said, I'll worry about getting my money back. But right now, I want to make sure you are completely satisfied. So please provide me your PayPal information. And I'll just I'll just go ahead and just send you I think it was like five dollars. So I said, I'll just go ahead and send you the five dollars. And then I'll work with the post office to get my money back because they should have just charged me instead of charging you. So since you were charged, I'll just go ahead and like I said, I'll eat that cost because that was my that was something I should have known better. And that that was in a sense was a failure because I knew that I shouldn't have shipped in that box, but it came up as an option for me. So I was like, I guess it it you know, they've changed the rules. So anyway, I um I communicate this to the seller. I get a message back and was like, No, I'm not giving you my PayPal information because I don't know if you're some scam artist or, or something like that. Now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, now this is crazy because you know, I'm not a scam artist. Number one, because I sent you the product that you wanted. You seen how long I've been selling online. Cause you can check these stats and I don't have anything negative um, as far as feedback. So why now would you feel some type of way that I would try to take advantage of you for five dollars. And so I didn't say that, but I thought that because again, it's about service. So I don't know what that customer is dealing with on the other, other end. So I try to be respectful of the situation, but the customer took it too far when they actually put a negative review up there and it kind of didn't make them look really too intelligent, but that, that wasn't the problem the thing that bothered me the thing that bothered me was that they they implied that I was uh, in so many words scamming them and trying to take advantage of them and so I I reached out to the 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 platform in which I was selling on I reached out to them and I said hey I need to get this negative mark removed because I feel that this is this is not true and I said go look at all the messages that I sent this customer so you can understand the the conversation and what kind of transpired and what happened. And when they when when um, the company went through everything and looked at it and they were like, oh, wow, you literally were over delivering. I was like, yes, I said I was I was doing everything possible to make sure I can make the cu- the customer happy. Long story short, family, the cu- customer um, sent back the item uh, you know, running a refund because of the, I, and I knew it was because of the $5, but they made up something saying that the item wasn't as described or, or, or whatever. And so I got the item back and, um, when working with that company, working with the company, they decided, they said, Hey, you're right. You went above and beyond. So we will remove this negative remark from your, um, from your, your platform that it shows on. I said, Psh, cool and see the moral of this when I want you to understand family is this that was one of the reasons why I was nervous about selling on various platforms because of dealing a lot of times the platforms are are geared towards the customer and that sometimes they forget about the sell, seller and I was afraid of failing in a sense where a customer would try to take advantage of that situation because they know that it's not a really true balance um, when it comes to you know, protecting sellers as well as protecting the actual buyer. So I was just a little nervous about that. And I'll be, I'll be honest. I really, that's why I wasn't really investing a lot into just that reselling platform because of that, 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 that I'm gonna be honest, that fear, that fear of failing. 
and failing to a point where I'm losing money. And then I realized, I said, you know what? It doesn't even matter. I said, because what I am learning here, when I sat down and I looked at it, I said, what I'm learning here is more valuable than anything. See what I learned there. If you mind, if I don't, if you don't mind, if I unpack that is, is that number one, I know that I shouldn't, I should have questioned, should have went on my intuition when it was saying, ah, I, I probably shouldn't be shipping in this particular box. Number two, I understood that I should have just not, I should have just basically sent the customer the money via PayPal anyway, and just didn't even ask them because I had their information. Um, instead of just trying to, you know, be cordial and just, I should have just been more assertive by sending them the money and just, it just getting it over with. But family, that's, that's what really happens a lot in life. I mean, you know, I was reading this article and they were talking about failures and they were saying like, there's two, there's a passive failure and an active failure. And I really like that because I think that's, that's what happens a lot. You know, you have a passive failure, passive failure is, or passive failing is not, for instance, you have a test that you have to take and you don't, you don't take the, the researching and the studying very serious. And then you fail and then you like, man, why did I fail? And, oh, that's just a failure, you know, and, and you're not really being truly active. Or another example is, is that you want to create a business, but you're not being serious about the your, your business structure and understanding the different entities of business from LLC to S Corp to C Corp, you know, things like that. So, but then you have active failure. Active failure is the one that I just described that you are out in the field, that you are taking chances. You are taking calculated risk in which and not knowing if it's going to work or not. And if it works, great. But if it doesn't or if you get bad feedback from a customer or, you know, because people are people. And if you get that feedback and having the courage to say, you know what, okay, this is what I this is what I need to 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 correct. That's why I know it's important to have a mindset, a growth mindset, or basically continually working through personal development. I say that because of the fact that life is going to hit you. And I know David Goggins talked about this. He said the reason why he works out and trains and he does a lot of mental type things to push himself is the fact because he wants to make sure that life itself, when it hits him, he's prepared. He's already, he's already conditioned to deal with whatever it has. So that's why I am huge on personal development. And do I get sad? Do I get frustrated? Yes, but I have a, but I'm, I'm more, I bounce back faster than someone who doesn't invest in themselves for personal development, who doesn't invest in themselves to working on their mindset in a sense, because I know that this too shall pass. I only reason why I know this is because I've went through failure. I failed horribly at certain things. And so because I failed horribly or I've been in situations where I had no clue what was going on and I wasn't faking to, to, to try to make it, I was just like, what do we do here? How do we solve this problem? And only through trial and error, I was able to learn, oh, that's how you solve that particular problem. There was no theory. There was no, hey, let's read this book. It was literally the mindset that I had is I was believing it's possible. 
I'm believing it's possible that it can happen any way or any form possible. I mean, um, potentially. See, one one thing that we have to look at is how we perceive failure as well. You see, when when failure occurs, we we create a emotional type barrier for ourselves. And let me uh, let me explain. We 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 personalize it in a way where we don't use it to our advantage. You see, that's why I really in that's why I always talk about the last dance a lot. And I I mean I probably watched that thing about ten times or more, and I'm probably going to watch it continuously because. I was looking at the mindset of what Jordan was saying. I was looking at the mindset of what Scottie Pippen was saying. And every time they hit a roadblock, they had to figure out how do we get past this particular issue. And and I'll give you an example. When they couldn't get past Detroit for the longest, they kept losing, they kept losing. And then they had to figure out why can't we beat these guys? So they took the time to do the research, the homework that was required and that was necessary to get past them. They understood that Detroit was physical and they really weren't that physical. So then they had to hit the weight room. They had to put in the necessary work in the morning, the evenings and night. How bad do you really want it? And because if you really want it truly bad enough, the the pain of the failure of wanting to get over a hurdle will be your driver see for me when things happen to me I don't know what it is and like I said it wasn't until I watched that documentary that I was able to line it up and also just studying Kobe Bryant and Jordan in particular I kind of had an idea but that 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 documentary really opened it up for me and how it opened it up for me is I am that same person when it comes as far as the mindset when I get frustrated about something and I take that thing personally the obsession that kicks in I wish I can describe it in as far as when I say describe it meaning emotionally it, it, it that's challenging for me because it's just like I don't even care about sleep I don't even care about even eating at that point all I care about is how do I get over this and how do I become the best version of myself through this? So family, I say to you when you are going, when you are actually dealing with failure, we need to start asking ourselves in every failure opportunity, what did we do wrong and how might we approach this differently next time? Again, two, two key, two key, Two key questions. What did we do wrong and how might we approach things differently? So unpack that by unpacking that you just start writing down everything that was wrong about the situation. And this is going to require you to take a deep dive, take a dive, take a deep dive into what is actually going on through that particular failure and take those notes and then take time of not thinking out the I heard this earlier said somebody said I wish I, I had uh, knew the person that said I just was listening to some motivation while I was working out and and the person said don't think outside of the box think there's no box there and work <laughs> I was like oh that's heavy but but seriously family you know we we sometimes put ourselves in a position in which 
we we confuse failure with suffering. I'll I'll, I'll walk. I'll I'll break that down for you. Okay. Failure is, hey, I went to go do something. It didn't work out. Now I need to figure out a different way to do it. I like what Tony Robbins says when he says pivot or he talks about changing up your approach in a sense. So, okay, it didn't work that way. Okay, let me change up my approach. Okay, it didn't work that way. Let me change it. So he talks about the, the about changing up your approach consistently through what you're doing, through how you're trying to be successful and great. So it's extremely important that we don't allow we don't allow ourselves to confuse failure and suffering because there's two different things. People might think, well, because I'm failing, I'm suffering. But no, this is what I equate suffering to. Suffering is saying, well, you know, I'm in a bad situation and I know I'm in a bad situation, but I'm going to wait until the kids graduate high school or I'm in a bad situation and I know I'm in a bad situation, but you know, I'll start on Monday or, or my favorite, uh, is this one. I, I know I'm in a bad situation and I'm suffering, but you know what? I'm going to start at the first of the year, January 1st. That's going to be what I'm going to do. And January could be three, four five months out. So you wait all that time dealing with that suffering instead of taking action and seeing if it works. And if it doesn't work, figure out something else that does. See, I watched this. I watched this guy on YouTube, and, and, I, and I didn't write his name down. But the moral of the story was he decided not to go to college. And since he de- decided not to go to college, he decided that he wanted to go and be, and you know, a, a tattoo artist because he loved you know artistry. And doing that while he was doing that, somebody came in and said, "Hey, would you be able to take that same?" process of how you do tattoos and everything and put them on sneakers he was like well let me see so he, he tried it it worked and then he just started he started with that customer and then other people start hearing about it and he started posting it on on instagram and celebrities start hearing about it and so he just started customizing sneakers and and and, and see this is the thing when people ask me well, I don't know what I should do. What do you think I should do? And I said, well, first of all, I don't know what you like to do. So we would have to first start there. But whatever it is you like to do, go do that. But 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 I don't know if it's going to lead to any money. I don't know. Go do it anyway. But 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 trust me, just do it. Because just the story I just explained to you about the guy, he went, he didn't want to go to school. So he just did took his artistry into the tattoo shop and he was there to meet an opportunity. See, he was there to meet an opportunity because the opportunity came because he took a chance on himself. He bet on himself and went into a tattoo shop and started tattooing. And then the opportunity came to do some sneakers. Now, I can imagine if you allow me to use my imagination sometimes, you know, I like to do this. I'm that customer that came in with those sneakers and I can imagine saying, hey, now there was probably it, most of the time in a tattoo shop, there's more than just one person. So I'm curious if there were multiple people there that he that, that this customer, me, asked, hey, would you be able to do what you do on people's skin? Would you be able to do that on some sneakers? And I could imagine some of them saying no. And this guy stepping up and saying, hey, you know, I'll take a shot at it. Why not? You know, let me see. what." And, and then in doing so, when he did it. 
he found his purpose. He found his calling. His calling was to take his artistry, his creativity, and improve the way that the sneaker originally came. So sometimes family, when people, when people are trying to figure out what I should do and what they should do, I tell you, when you are looking for what you want to do in life, you should go experiment with all a bunch of different things. And if you fail, awesome, because you know that either one, you don't really want to go continue to go through this and this is may not be for you, but, and, or two that, yeah, I like this, but dang, I just, I wasn't successful just yet. Remember that key word yet. And because of that, you still can have the energy and the stamina to actually move forward. One more thing, family, and I'll close, I promise. All I'm going to, all I'm going to say, and I'm guilty of it too, family. And like, that's, this is why I get so excited about doing these shows because when I am doing research and I'm looking over, you know, past notes that I've taken or new, new information I'm, I'm looking at. One of the things that I was extremely guilty of, and you know, hi, my name is ED. I am guilty of internalizing failure. And reason why I internalized failure, because I didn't want to look like an idiot. I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't want to look like, you know, that I didn't have the answers because I felt like I should have had the answers or I should have the answers. And, and what I realized that was the wrong way of thinking. I shouldn't have the answers just yet. I just got into the situation. I just got into the opportunity. I am um, seeking the answers. And even when I been, let's say I've had plenty of years in, into the field of whatever I choose, I still should be searching for answers and searching for particular, I mean, searching for questions. I mean, excuse me. I should be searching for answers to the questions that I've just formed or whatever, because you should always want to be a student. You shouldn't just want to just be the professor and not be also be the student, because when you just become the professor and not become a student, then you get caught up in your own ways. And then when you get caught up in your own ways, you stand in your way of success. You stand in your way of being the great greatest version that you could be. So, family. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. But I want to leave you with this quote by Thomas Edison. And I know a lot of you may have heard this, but it speaks so true to what we're talking about today on today's show. And he said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that it won't work. I am your humble host, E.D. This has been an impact secret podcast show. I hope that you enjoyed today's show and that you really got some valuable information out of it. Cause family, what you have to remind yourself is that you're doing something that someone else only talked about. You're acting, you're actually being active in what you're wanting out of life. A lot of people theorize, a lot of people talk about, well, if I was this age, if I was, you know, um, if I had this, if I had that, I would be doing this and they never do it. 
So if you're listening to this show, family, don't be one of those people that live by theories. Don't be one of those people that think of something you want to do and never take actions because of fear of failing. So what if you fail? I'll say it again. So what if you fail? But just know that through that failure is an opportunity. As I think, I don't know what the, is it a, I don't know if it's a Chinese or whatever, but in every crisis they say is an opportunity. So family, look at it like that. I'm closing today's show. I truly appreciate today that you took the time to listen to me. I am your humble host, E.D. Now let's get this outro music going for you. I'm out.